The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Feel it coming in the air. Yeah. Hear the screams from everywhere. Yeah. I'm addicted to the thrill. I'm ready. It's a dangerous Stop. love affair. Can't be scared when it goes down. Got a problem? Tell me Stop. now. Only thing that's on my mind is who goes this town tonight. Welcome to the Kwame Lasseter Sports Talk Radio Show. My name is Alex Clancy. In the studio, we have Kwame Lasseter, Deborah Debris. Cindy Liska. Hi, guys. Hello. Good morning. Hi. What's cracking? How's everybody's weekends? Call me. You got to go first. Um, I don't know. Ladies first. I don't know. My weekend was terrible. Okay. Well, I let's, guess. let's move up. Let's go a little more optimistic. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, it, was, it, wasn't too, it wasn't too bad. Yeah. <laughs> Deborah. Uh, good weekend. Working on a new program for uh, Sounds of uh, Autism, which is uh, Kwame's been... Uh, helping the group, I'm out there, uh, you know, jump out and uh, look at their soundsofautism.org uh, and putting together a program for parents of autistic children as well as autistic children in order to help them uh, be able to cope at a much higher level and still have a high quality of life. Yeah, Cricket's got a great thing going on. One, yeah. of, our, one of our dear friends, uh, Cricket, um, has teamed up with Kwame and uh, Deborah mm-hmm. for, the, for the Autism um, Foundation, which is, and, and it's just getting bigger and bigger. I get to talk to her every day about it, and she has more and more stories every day. She, we'll, don't, she always got a story. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll leave the pennies out of it, Kwame. But, uh, but yeah, so that's so that's great. I mean, that's and hopefully we'll be hearing more and more information about that as as it comes privy to us. Cindy, how's Colorado? Colorado rocked. Yeah, I mean, overshadowed was, by a little, but yeah, the the shooting was pretty. It was close to home, so it was pretty tough. But, was it? Um, yeah, she was in Denver. You, yeah. yeah, but you live um, right there in that area? Um, I don't, but I have a friend that Fam- lives there, oh. and I've been to that theater several times, and it, it just it was tough. But otherwise, Why are it was people fun. crazy? Yeah, I don't know. It's the ultimate question. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Yeah. Or drive somebody like, yeah, with a high I, level of intelligence, I guess studying neuroscience, it. that should know what it takes to uh, drive the mind and the emotions, and then goes off the deep end. It just tells us that you know intelligence has nothing to do with it it really all goes back to the emotional body yeah, and he I, set I, himself up to, i mean like the notebooks that he sent the writings that he did he's setting himself up for that insanity plea and mm-hmm. it's kind of scary if another guy gets off on something maybe like he is insane i don't know because I'm, I'm thinking you get to that extreme and you get to that point why would you want to hurt somebody else why don't you just take care of yourself yeah i mean and the most chilling part is that when they called his mom that she knew yeah. Oh, she knew. No, she didn't. Well, she, she didn't know what she happened, but, but she was like... She couldn't no, have known. No, 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 no. You have to read all the articles, not just yeah. one. When they called and they said something about her son, she was responding to, is that is that your son? Meaning, is that the name of your son? And she said, yes. Yeah, that's, that's what I said. You, you, didn't, you didn't hear me correctly, okay. I don't think. But it, she, it's, not <laughs> that, it's not that she knew that it was him that, that did it or that it was potentially him that could do something yeah, like she that. She was also. only responding to the fact that, yeah, that was the name of her son. Fair. Okay, so uh, today we're going to talk a lot about the Olympics. Uh, we have swimming and gymnastics first segment. Then we're going to talk about 
if the allure of the USA basketball is gone because they've been winning by so many points and if it's just boring to watch now and if Kobe Bryant was right that uh, maybe it'd be good to turn to 23 and under, maybe college and pro players under 23 to get a little bit more excitement into the into USA basketball. Down and Dirty in the third segment, here's some good things. She was already steaming about what she's upset about, so this is going to be, that's going to be a good one. Fourth segment, we might talk about uh, Tim Tebow taking his shirt off for Cindy. Uh, Did he? I don't know. What was that? He took it off doing practice. Take it off uh, in the rain. He was yeah. trending in the rain. We'll do uh, maybe oh. a little Mark Sanchez and, and Tim Tebow. Chariots of Fire extra, music extra and all that. Yeah. So we'll start with uh, the men swimming, um, not really living up to expectations. Uh, Ryan Lochte lost it for them in the, in the, uh, the team event. Uh, he was the anchor, ended up finishing, getting the silver uh, with France beating them. What's going on? You know, I, I know that Michael Phelps is getting older. Uh, however, we were talking about this off air. Do you think that he is just bored? Yes. I, I think he didn't practice enough. I, I mean, prepare enough. Because he, he went to such a high level, and maybe you can't keep that up, That he the level he was on at the last Olympics. Uh, I, I wouldn't say bored. I think he think he could just show up. Just from the outside looking in, mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't know. That guy is uh, incredible still in my book. But you just can't show up when those guys are. This is the Olympics. This is like the Super Bowl of your sport, uh, of your especially track, swimming, field, especially but swimming. And swimming is exciting too. I, I I have found myself watching that in gymnastics. When I watch gymnastics, what my hand over my eye because I hate to see them make mistakes because it takes four years to get here, right. and, and then a mistake you haven't made in three years, yeah, you make, you're going that, down. Yeah, and that, yeah. And that, that bothers me because bothers me to see them um, maybe not achieving their dream. I think with Michael Phelps. It's not ability, it's not training, it's he just doesn't care anymore. His heart's not in it. He doesn't have that fire that he had four years ago. He's not, his desire's just not there anymore. Yeah, I mean, well, well let's look, the scale's a little different because they are Olympic athletes. Obviously, they train year-round and everything, but you have the young guns that come up that have something to prove. They haven't, they're not number two all-time in Olympics over any sport uh, with medals. So uh, he's he's paid. I mean he's he's there. He will always be etched in the books as one of the greatest, if not the greatest ever. If he wins, because he has two events today. Hey, if he can medal in both, or if he can get a gold in one and tie it, and we might have a speaking completely different tune next week. But I don't know. What do you think? But I mean, that's the thing. I mean, he's looking at you know what does it take for him to get to that next level, and it's not nearly as much as it took to get to the eight medals. And um, you know, right now there's some logic about him being at the Olympics right now, and that the level of endorsements that he's going to get paid for, and you know, we go back to the money aspect mm-hmm. of it. Um, I also think that uh, he didn't necessarily want to compete in this Olympics. He certainly doesn't want to compete in the next one, but Mom wants him to. And I think there's some off the, uh, you know, in these last four years, there's been a couple little incidents with him that I think mom's got a bit of a hammer on him just from an emotional standpoint again, sure. that he's wanting to make mom happy again. He wants to win her approval again. And uh, that may be part of the like part that. of the reason that well, he's he can there. About that. That's interesting. You can't, you can't, it's only so much you can do for people. And that being one of them, after, you know, he, he's won the limb. He, he will be. Uh, I think after this Olympic, the most decorated, I'm not going to say the best Olympian ever because you have more tro- uh, medals, but the most decorated Olympian. Uh, but when you start doing it for self, when you're doing it for yourse- yourself, that's one thing. For others, there's not enough passion in it. It's you don't have the desire. Absolutely right. Sure. I mean, not everybody can be John Elway. You know, just walk out on your high horse, win a Super Bowl, and right. retire. I mean, but not everybody's Brett Favre, obviously. He's got to find a happy medium to be happy with winning a couple silvers, winning. He doesn't, as long, he just needs to relax. 
and just have fun. This is the one where because he's he's playing with house money now, and the approval of his mom. Fine, I, I that's that's a really interesting. Well, point. and that's an underlying. Sure, you know, he sure. may not even be aware of that because that's what happens with most of us. Ninety-two to ninety-eight percent of the time, we're not aware of what's running us. So that could be an under could be an underlying story. Um, that he's proving out. You know, I don't want to go to the next one, Mom, so let me not do as well this one, and then I don't have to. Well, and you notice when you talk to him, everything that he seems to be saying is about after the Olympics. He's not talking about the races as much. He's not talking about, like, last, four years ago, Mm -hmm. when he was talking, it was all about the races, and he was so excited about everything and ready for the next race, and now it's more like after the Olympics. His trip is planned. Yeah, Yeah. the trip is planned. He wants to travel, and he wants to do all these things after he's done. Because after that first one, he went to every party. I think he wanted to be a kid, and (laughs) which you should do, but... Which he's lost, for sure. Yeah, he went to, like, every party, and I'm like, oh, fine, celebrate. Um, If he isn't Michael Phelps... Then, and, and get caught smoking weed, we never hear about the story. But, right. you know, he went out there, had a good time. Okay, so what? He smoked. He's not done. harming anybody. I mean, yeah. if, as long as you're not harming anybody and, and they think you harm yourself, weed doesn't. I mean, I'm not a doctor, just on the air. Um, but, you know, <laughs> I don't, I've never seen anybody get a speeding ticket from smoking weed. Yeah, or, or crash into something from smoke weed. I don't. I don't know. There's probably statistics, statistics out there, but who knows? Yeah, I mean, and and then the other thing that's really interesting. We'll talk about Missy Franklin in a second, but Ryan Lochte just thought that because he challenged Michael Phelps in in the prelims and 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 in practice and everything, thought that he was just the heir apparent to be right. the next greatest thing on on the planet, and. Michael Phelps and Mark Spitz are the only two in history that have done what they've done. So mm-hmm. it's it's interesting that he just thinks that he can roll in. And, I mean, he, it's going to take a lot for him to become America's new sweetheart, especially with Missy Franklin being 17 and whatnot. I do like his grill, though. Yeah. I didn't understand that. Explain this to – because he wore his grill up there. I mean, what, what right. if he had um, – uh, Mouth functionings that he could, he had to have that on. It wasn't going to give him his medal, his civil medal. Well, I think it was different because it was the American flag type of thing in the grill. It wasn't just a grill. So, you know, well, that's the, the the Olympi- the, it's, it's the same thing when they'd go on court for tennis, what was over, where they couldn't wear anything but white, you know. <laughs> yeah. Bob Johnson all got their holding rules. up the uh, Black Club in 1968 Olympics. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing. It's like, I mean, you don't make a statement. I don't think you go there to make a statement except by your play, but I, I I personally don't see a problem with it. What's well, a statement of patriotism? You know, so what's wrong with that? That's yeah, pretty because, much what the Olympics are about. Because in '68, yeah. you didn't know what was going on in America. That was different. Yeah, but yeah, because right. the world was different. The world mm-hmm. was totally different. Right. But you know, if I put a flag on my shoulder or something on my neck or the, the Olympic uh, symbol, right. what, what would be the difference? The yeah. patriotism. Well, it's a number of people have gotten you know tats and stuff yeah. with the uh, the rings and that type of yeah. thing. So yeah, I mean, I didn't see it as a problem. Tattoos. They temporary tattoos, but. They still, you put them on. They yeah. still put them on. So All of a sudden, they're faced with something new and different, so they mm-hmm. don't know anything to do but say no. Absolutely. Yeah. And then you have Missy Franklin, 17-year-old. Uh, Cindy, you want to add I want to go back to Lochte. Um, I don't think he thinks he's the heir apparent. I know he made a comment about this is my year, but he's worked really, really hard to come out from under the shadows. So has everybody else. Of Michael Phelps. Well, I don't think he thought he was the heir apparent. I think he just worked really, really hard. He saw where Michael Phelps was maybe not at his as focused. Optimum and not at his, yeah. And he was trying to take over, but I think they there was so much con- so much competition between the two of them that they forgot about the rest of the world. Yeah, yeah. it would be interesting if that was happening eight years ago when Michael Phelps, or, la- or the last four years when Michael Phelps was at the, at the top of his game and at the peak of his career, but now it's... Well, you see a more focused um, uh, Lockheed, but you see 
Michael Phelps then, he was just so focused. It's like you couldn't you couldn't even reach him before an right. event. He was just he was dead exactly. on. And and then they go back to I need to get this done and then probably like Deborah was saying, he was getting it done for somebody else. I mean you yeah. you get it done so you can't say you, you never did it. Sometimes we as a as human we still need approval from other people sure, or from other absolutely. things. Sure, and that's now, one so, of the core core emotions that we need to have fulfilled is, you know, that approval from somebody else significance and you know, sure. Consistency. And then you have Missy Franklin, 17 years old, <laughs> um, swims in the 200-meter event, finds out that she uh, qualified for the backstroke, for the 100-meter backstroke. She gets in the water 14 minutes later yeah. and wins gold. Yeah. 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 How, how, Stop imagine, it. Imagine this kid... Going back to high school. She got to go back to high school. She's yeah. an amazing kid. I you mean, don't. And the sm- she's constantly got that big old grin on her face, and she's enjoying it. She's not just focused on what she's doing. She's taking it all in. She's and doing the comp- it for the love of it. She's doing everything. Yeah. It's awesome. I think, yeah. I think and respectfully, I think it's the opposite. I think she has no idea the scope of what's really going on. Like, like, gymnasts, sometimes like, like gymnasts that. do, yeah. because mm-hmm. you can't make a mistake for four years. You won't make the team. You won't You won't get to the finals. Mm-hmm. Um, Jordan Weber. And, you know, like, we'll talk about that next segment. But, like, she's just, this is the best thing that has to do with sports. The, the best thing in sports is just the pure and love and enjoyment. She's a freak athlete at, at, as a child. Yeah. And so, so she's in the water with grown women, and since she was 17 years old, still yeah. loving Justin Bieber. Yes, uh, exactly. She, yeah. Well, so yeah. is Cindy. She's, yeah. So is Cindy. <laughs> <laughs> I know. But how that can charge her up how, too when she gets What do I have to do to get like a tweet that? from him? What, yeah. uh, you got to say, uh, I don't know, put, put his name practice in your tweet. Yeah. Yeah, practice, practice four, four years. Yeah, practice four years. And be yeah. 17 again. There you go. Oh, dear. He likes, he, oh, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, that's for another show. But she has to go back, <laughs> this girl has to go back to high school, and, and on that high, it, it just uh, sonified when she, when she said, oh, I can just die now. She's still a kid. Yeah. Yeah. And, and she yeah. don't understand that Justin Bieber's still a kid, but he's this phenom uh, musically. Uh, but just just to think, and she can, yeah, exactly. But what he does on that big stage every probably every week, and she gets four years to show what she can do. And, and then she, she goes out there, and I agree. She probably don't have no idea what she's doing. She's having fun. I'm at the Olympics. I already won. Yeah. yeah, and the thing, too, to go from one race right to the next, I mean, again, from the resilience level, that's huge. Sure. But, again, mm-hmm. it might have worked in her advantage because, like you said, Alex, she didn't have time to think about yeah. it. It's just yeah. i got to do what I've always done, which is get in the water and swim my butt off. Have fun. So do you what does think, that face mean? Well, all of a sudden this light bulb went off over my head. So do you think, as a 17-year-old, she's having the success because she's not thinking about it so that in four years when she comes back to it, all of a sudden there's going to be – she's older now. She's going to have a lot more pressure. You've got all the endorsements. You've got all the – everybody after you, all the interviews. She'll be 21. And, yeah. so but so it'll she will be, also have Which is not bad. We had a, we had a 40-year-old. What's she? Yeah, Dara Torres. Torres, yeah. So she retires and you have this 17-year-old come up. It's like it's crazy. But the thing about it is we got to remember, if she gets in trouble, then so what? She's a kid. She's supposed to get in trouble. Let her get in trouble, and then somebody, if she got the right people in her corner, if you hold her down for four years and, and, and suppress what she's trying to, who she is and, and should be, then you're going to find out down the road that they're going crazy, and we got a, I won't say a Colorado issue, but we have a, oh, I didn't see this from her four mm-hmm. or eight years ago. Well, of course not, because she was in the water, she was focused, people was in her corner for their benefit. Now when it's time for her to really focus the next Olympia, Olympics, then she's going to be like, then it's going to be like, 
so much pressure on her that she can't, um, you know, it seems like she fell off. Well, she probably didn't. She well, just, she's actually one of those athletes, too, like you said, that she's, you know, off the, or out of the water. She's actually enjoying her life a bit mm-hmm. as well. She's training hard. I mean, she's definitely training hard, but she's also enjoying her life as well. Yeah, uh, we got to take a break. We'll be back in about 90 seconds. Call me last for Sports Talk. Flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. We some hard hitters. We some hard hitters. Hard hitting radio is a new kind of sports and entertainment show. Your hosts are NFL veterans Mark McMillan and co-host Byron Evans. It's an hour of hater-free radio every week. You'll hear interviews with top athletes, celebrities, coaches, and fans. It's humor, hits, and conversation. Hard-hitting radio is on with McMillan and Evans. Listen Fridays at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Network. Tune in to a show about making a comeback and what really goes on behind the scenes with your favorite athletes and beyond. Listen for The Comeback Radio Show with Tony Farmer. A lot of people believe what they read on the Internet, hear and see in the media, and on the news. We're going to give our guests the chance to tell the real story without the extra hype. It's not just sports, although that will be a focal point of the program. We'll also look at the world of celebrities, music, modeling, and more. Listen every Thursday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern, on Voice America Sports. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. I kind of want to let this run. Uh, welcome back to Kwame Lasser Sports Talk. Alex Clancy, Kwame Lasser, Deborah Debris, Cindy Liska in studio. We were talking about Missy Franklin. Kwame brought up a good point right before we went to break that hopefully she's not turned into a robot at the age of 17. Hopefully she'll be able to live her teenage years uh, somewhat normally. Uh, that's going to be loosely defined because of just winning the gold. Hopefully she doesn't turn into a Tiger Woods thing where she's just a robot and then uh, she lashes out at some point later on because she's been suppressed her whole life. And, and most college athletes are like that for four years. Think about it because you forget that they're a kid and they're getting paid a lot of money. And when I say getting paid a lot of money, they're on scholarship. Mm-hmm. They, and mm-hmm. they, so you put you invest you invest in two hundred plus thousand dollars in the kid. Uh, you forget that they're a kid. And you forget that I'm a huge fan of this sport or whatever sport it is in co- collegiate level that they're playing. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we we are, we expecting you not to make any mistakes or do anything. But then you remember, oh, this guy's just 18 years old. He's a right. sophomore. When you're put on TV, you're right. kind of dehumanized. Right. You're mm-hmm. kind of looked at as a. You're as back a, to the being a commodity. Well, I mean, to a certain extent, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's emotionless, and you just are right. you're exemplary at your craft. All right, we'll move uh, quickly to gymnastics. Uh, the the rule where you can only have two um, player two, two players from, athletes from each from each country competing in the finals. Uh, Jordan Weaver was left off that list. She was she finished I think fourth. F- she finished fourth. She finished fourth overall, and two players or two uh, teammates finished higher than her. So she is SOL from the finals for the all around women's gymnastic competition. I don't have a problem with this rule, and I'll tell you why. I think that. If you can't beat two players on your own team, regardless of what country you you reside in, mm-hmm. you shouldn't be able to perform in the finals. Now, granted, I understand it's equal opportunity. I wouldn't want to see 
um, a, a team sport uh, monopolized by five countries. I think that this is what the Olympics is about. You have world you have world competitions that you know the U.S. and Russia. Uh, do monopolize at this point. I think the Olympics is equal opportunity. I think that teams that wouldn't necessarily get to normally uh, normally get to compete should be able to compete. I, I think the uh, Cindy. Oh, go ahead. I just well, think it's a, it's an indi- oh, individual sport. Sorry, <laughs> it's an individual. Sp- it's an it's not a team. It's an individual thing. Um, and each person, no matter where they live, has the same. Your ability is in you. So if you finish fourth. You should be able to. If you're the best in the world. If you're the best in the world, you're the best in the world. You shouldn't be be disqualified, or it shouldn't be a disadvantage. Well, the rules to to come in third in your team. The rules are the rules, but I'm not a fan of rules in this case. Whereas, this is the Olympics. This is the big stage. This is my this is my four years that I prepare for. If I'm third on my team, which I must be in the top ten in the world. So why can't I compete in the final? Some some uh, gyms uh, like Belly, like he has some of the best kids in the world. So you gonna tell me that's gonna on, well on that team, on his team? So in the Olympics on a big stage, you gonna tell me that uh, you didn't make it to the final? You didn't make it in the, the top three or the top two? I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. So now you can't get on the podium if you had a chance to win the medal. I think it goes by the point system. If your points add up and you at the end of the day, then you should be. Um, you know, looked at, or if you have enough points, as a medalist, or the top three. It, 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 those are the rules, but, you know, I, I can't wait. You can't tell me I've made it to the Olympics, but now i got to beat people on my own team. Uh, sometimes there's, there are mistakes. Those And that girl was probably the best on her team. Well, that's the thing. Are we going to run the Olympics like gym class or like, uh, you know, Pop Warner or Little League that everybody gets to play? You know, this is supposed to be the best in the world. And if you're going to go for the best in the world, then let's do that regardless of what country they're from. Right. I mean, luckily, she uh, well, she did win world. Uh, she did uh, place gold in, in world championships right. and all around. And I think the last two women that did that won gold in the Olympics as well. i got to check my source on that, but I believe that's correct. Um you have the world championships for for gymnastics, okay? Money is an issue with this because coaches Bella Bella is expensive. He yeah. really? you know he uh, Nadi Comaneci and uh, Mary Lou Retton uh, under his belt as as the uh, people that he's coached. A lot of countries can't afford that. A lot of people can't afford that. So it evens the playing field. This is supposed to be bringing all countries together in a quote unquote. Friendly exhibition competition. Absolutely, it's not that's what us. that's yeah. what it's it's you don't you it's don't see you don't you don't involved. see people fighting. You don't see people. You're not you're not congratulating somebody for beating you. You, you shake hands on the podium. You don't see people fighting there's in diplomacy. front of the TV cameras. Sure, but there's diplomacy on TV. Mm. This is bringing the world together for competition. So I think that each should be represented. I mean, I think I'm and that's they're, they're so, represented to get there. Each team has a representation that they're sending to the Olympics. If their team, if that person that's competing for that country isn't good enough to be in the top 24, maybe they don't have all the they don't have all the resources that people in the United States and Russia have and, and China, where they trade Chinese get, get trained by the starting at the age of five, and they're they're turning talking about robots. They get trained at an early age at, to perfect the craft, and that's why they're always at the top of the of the of the total medal count, like they're tied with the U.S. now for first. I, I don't know. I don't. I don't think I should be punished because I can. Uh, you know, like anything, because uh, I can afford to get some good training. Well, it's easy to say in our position. Well, well, here in the United States, yeah. I, I don't know, because uh, I think a lot of diamonds come from the rough. I think, I think you got those people that can't afford some things, but you find that one kid that just 
runs all day, run all day, probably let's say village to village, and no, he finally gets to limp and say, like, where did this come from? Well, he's been doing this all his life. That was his training. Plus, uh, plus in some of the countries, they take the kids out of the home if they show any type of, uh, you know, th- like they're going to excel in a sport or in, a, in even in a career. Um, they take them out of the home and they they put all of their resources towards that child, whether they have family can afford it or not. That's and, and not to say that coaching and paying for a good coach is not a factor in some things, but look at um, look at Missy Franklin. She's been training with the same coach she's been training with since she was seven years old. She hasn't taken that step to go pay an expensive and trainer. She should, and but she, she that's, shouldn't. That's completely different. Swimming's different. If, like, if, if all if all eight that um, that qualified for the finals were the U.S., they all could compete. So it's completely different. There's no rule. I understand what you're saying because she could have like spent a lot. Yeah, spent. it is. Exactly. I was going to say something about that because you could have like the AL East where everybody's good. Well, let's say two or three years ago where everybody was good and sometimes you know they'd lead other divisions, but you only get only two and a half teams make it to the playoffs after two hundred after 162-game season. Right, and baseball also does. They do this. They, um, they'll go to the um, Dominican Republic and they'll build baseball parks. And, and they only – it's not because – they gotta be seen going an extra mile, or be seen putting money somewhere else, or they gotta donate money. It's not. I don't really think believe it's for that. They do that so they can corner those uh, Dominicans, corner those Cubans, and that can really play baseball at a young age because that's all they do is either baseball or soccer. Mm-hmm. Um, so you corner those guys and you give them a field to play and you give them a field to train. So now they have a place. They have a place to go. So you can't. So they've getting some of the best training. The MLB places coaches in that situation where those guys, okay, like Deborah was saying, maybe there's a guy that, right here to find something. I think he's going to be good in the next two years, so I'm going to put him in the system. And, and because the uh, gymnastics and Bella and being so expensive, I don't know. I go back to saying that I don't. I shouldn't. They shouldn't be punished for being able to go to the um, to the best places because some of them, their parents, the girl from Virginia Beach. They can't afford that stuff, but mm-hmm. they, they she couldn't go to Bella, so she goes to Iowa and goes somewhere else that they think is just as good. But someone saw something in her and said she needs to be trained. She had been in the Olympics. Sure. And, mean, that, and that was their goal, really, to get in the Olympics. Right. I mean, we could talk about that for an hour. We got, Let's switch to USA Basketball. <laughs> I'm bored. Basketball is my favorite sport, and I can't even – I mean, it's fun to watch You're for like a little Curtis while. Curtis Blow. Pardon? Curtis Blow. Hey, Mom, play some Curtis Blow for him. He don't, he, he don't know what it is. <laughs> yeah, I was born in 83, not 53. I think just came you and I aren't going to have to go out in the parking lot again. <laughs> yeah. Luckily, I'm on the other side of the table today. So, uh, uh, what's his name? Kobe Bryant um, said something interesting. He's like, you know, uh, David Stern's idea of going 23 and under is stupid. I, I, I did agree, and now after watching this, after changing the channel to watch something else instead of watching uh, USA Basketball, I'm going to agree. There needs to be some sort of underdog in the USA team because they've been – Ever since '92, I mean, they had they had a tough uh, tough run, one one Olympics. But I need some excitement out of basketball. Basketball is always the best sport uh, the USA performs in every year. Try ever since '92. Well, if you, as long as you're saying Bolt's alive, they're not going to be able to monopolize that. Um, get some college kids in there. Get some get some young NBA players. The whole the whole excitement of being on the Olympic team is gone. People say, no, I don't want to play for the Olympics because I'm not getting paid. Give me a break. You go there to, re- to represent your country. These guys are making hundreds of millions of dollars. Get some kids in there that really want to play, that are underdogs, that if they win a bronze medal, will clap and applaud and be happy for them. 
So what do you think? I mean, I think what I saw in basketball, what I see in basketball in the Olympics is what I've seen the, um, the all year here uh, throughout the playoffs, running gun, dunks, uh, the excitement. I think it should go back to if everyone else in the country goes to it, which they will have to, obviously. But 23 and older and younger. I'm, you know, you have a, you may have a guy that's in the NBA because they come in at 20 or 21. You may have a guy, but after his second year, he can't play in the Olympics. So I think the excitement would be if you get those younger kids back in it. The only reason we went to the pros was where we got beat, and, and next thing you know, we had our professional guys in there, and they swept and ran through it, and we thought that was exciting, but now it's boring to us uh, because we see it all all the time. We see it in the summer leagues in the United States. Right. We see it in uh, during the season. Uh, so uh, 23 and under, I think, will be pretty good because those guys are still raw talent. They still You, they, you would get some exciting, excitement out of them. And still get some of the best coaches. Sure. I mean, uh, one one thing. They are favored by 55 and a half points today against Tunisia. Okay? That should never happen in an Olympic competition. When you think about basketball you, in the Olympics, well, you think about Tunisia, you don't think about basketball. Sure. But I, 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 that, that, was, well, that was a ridiculous thing. And here's the thing. I mean, when we're talking about basketball in the Olympics, are we going to talk about, you know, what are they there for? Are they there to win or to entertain or both? Because right now they're winning, and they're, you know, the question is, are they winning because they're performing at their highest level or because they're performing as a team when you've got somebody you know a team that had 20 assists, 27 assists in 13 points Kobe's 10 points mm-hmm. you know they could all do better than what they're doing but then if they do if they explode and become the globe trotters the entertainment team over there Nobody's then they're going to get trash for that and you know? we can yeah, exactly and yeah. we can we can send the globe trotters for that for those type of uh, antics but you know you got those veteran players who have to go back to their team veteran players like as Kobe I'm not going all out in Olympics mm-hmm. I got things to do when I get back yeah. home so well, I think they 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 plus leave already won. plus they're trying to sh- they're trying to share the limelight and try right. to show it's not about egos it's they, about play so we're all playing they together do as well. a team right and they so, are playing yeah. as a team which they I will are. give you cuz that's always been in question the past the past few olympics has always been you know especially with all these superstars putting them on one court can they be a cohesive unit and they're showing that they can this right. year well, you guys and you guys make fun of me because my beckham i love beckham but the soccer team does that they do the um they limit they have three guys that are over oh they can't they can't they can only substitute have, they can only have three guys over so why 20, even talk about david beckham some age well but that's <laughs> he's not even american that's Hold why that. he missed Hold the that team. Thought. We got to take a break. Uh, Mrs. Beckham will say what she has to say on the <laughs> other side of this break. Call me last to Sports Talk. We'll be back in a couple minutes. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. If you want to talk about the East Coast sports scene, particularly from the Southeast, make sure you tune in to the Jeff Owen Show every Tuesday. Yeah, we'll talk about some of the other teams and news that's out there, but host Jeff Owens and co-host Tasha Humphrey know the inside and out of the Georgia College sports world, and they were born there, raised there, and still live the scene. We'll talk about every sport imaginable. Tune in on Tuesday at 7 p.m. East Coast time, 4 p.m. in the West, on the Voice America Sports Channel. Sports and medicine go hand in hand. 
Quite simply, if you aren't up to your game health-wise, you won't be up to your game on the field. That's where Bruce the Sports Doc comes in. Dr. Bruce Grossinger uses his medical training and experience to bring you a link between sports and medicine. From the latest advances and treatments to discussion behind the injuries of the week, Bruce the Sports Doc and his team of guest experts are here each week to lay it on the line in terms that you can understand. Tune in every Tuesday at 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. The fans now have a voice to speak their mind. No holds I just think that the coach made a mistake. Oh, crazy. <laughs> NFL, MLB, NBA, NHL. Speak up. Speak up. Or forever hold your mouth. We ain't playing around here. Voice America Sports. Now some of you might still be in that place. If you're trying to get out, just follow me. Welcome back, Kwame Lasseter Sports Talk. Alex Clancy, Kwame Lasseter, Deborah Debris, Cindy Liska in studio. We were talking about the U.S. Should uh, they implement a 20-thing-under rule like soccer does? Uh, I'm in favor of it. We've had a kind of mixed responses here. Uh, that is in lieu of David Stern trying to put together a or being a big advocate of a World Cup of basketball. Uh, it would be somewhat like the World Cup of Soccer, definitely not as big because soccer is the biggest uh, global sport and most watched, especially in Europe and South America. Uh, and so the NBA players would go and play in that. Uh, we were talking about if they should get paid or not off the air, and I think that for that they definitely should cause as an insurance policy for them if they get hurt. Uh, but I don't know. I mean, well, Deborah so, makes a good point about um, the owners. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you look at the owners. If they've got players over there, um, that's their pocketbook. You know, if somebody gets hurt, um, yeah, the player, depending on how their contract is set up, may or may not get play, um, get, be able to play. Um, but the owner loses, especially if it's a star, he loses you know, most butts, in the, would be. butts in the yeah. seats as well as uh, concession, as well as the thing you know, about it is the owner's going to get paid also. The owners will have a piece of this mm-hmm. uh, in this world in this World Cup mm-hmm. uh, atmosphere. Not just the player going over there getting paid, but I think that, I believe the owner's going to have a, a percentage in it. Absolutely. And uh, but I mean, you got to think basketball. Is but do I want to do that? I, I re- I'm already playing eighty. Two plus games. No, I mean, I mean, well, look, I mean, Kobe has said yes to everything he's played since he was seventeen. Hmm. So there's people that do want to. I'm thinking LeBron will be like that too. LeBron's never going to say no to anything because he loves playing basketball. Slam dunk, and that that needs to change. That's a whole other forty five minutes, forty five minute thing for another show. Um, Yeah, so we'll see. We're going to do down and dirty with Deborah right now. Go. So I am. Heartbroken, ticked off, disappointed with what's going on at the Olympics right now. I look at some of these, not everybody, but I look at some of these Olympians that are over there that they're either in fear, they're in a funk, or they're in a fog. And because of that, they're messing up. Um, one of the things that athletes need to know is that they practice for perfection. But above and beyond that, they also have to plan for problems. No one's perfect. You practice for perfection. You know you're not going to reach perfection. But you also know that there's going to be problems that are, are going to come up, and you better be re- ready for them. Because in tough competition, and this is one of the highest levels of competition, you know, the opportunity to crumble is huge. So you've got to understand that when... When there's an error, a mistake, uh, a misstep, or a loss, there can be a domino effect. And that domino effect is like a, a, a pileup of a wreck. The first car gets wrecked, and then everybody piles up on top of it. And we saw that last night with the, um, uh, the men's gymnastic team. You've got one guy that messes up, and everybody else starts messing up around him, and that's energy. That's energy. That's not being able to manage your, your emotions, your mind. 
and just falling into a funk and a fog that you're just not going to move forward. Guys need to learn, guys and gals need to learn that it takes routines. Our mind works in a routines. They need to have a routine for everything that they do. They need to understand their rhythm. What's the rhythm that they perform best at? Depending on the position with football, some of the guys, their rhythm is pretty fast. Some of my guys, it's more like this. But they need to know what their natural rhythm is. That's the rhythm of their heartbeat, the rhythm of their breathing to be able to get their autonomic nervous system back in key so that they can play at their highest level and be able to get there quick. Because when you can get your autonomic nervous system, meaning your nerves, your thinking, your body sensations, your um, reflexes, everything in your body starts working together, now you're in the zone, now you can play at the highest level. Um, i got guys right now in camp, in NFL, they're going to have, just like these Olympians who have worked four years and now all of a sudden their dreams are falling apart in front of them because they don't know how to manage their mental state, they don't know how their brain works, they don't know how to get themselves back to being able to perform at their highest level. They're, fa- they're seeing everything fall apart in front of them. Guys in camp right now, you know, they've got 90 players on 32 teams that are going to go down to 53 players on 32 teams. There's going to be a lot of heartbreak going on here real soon over the next couple months. My players know, I mean, I've got a, one of my, just one of my guys right now that he's got a routine we've already set in place based on what he needs to have for, you know, the, Uh, day before game day for on the airplane when the team is flying in for a game he knows exactly what he's going to do when he when he's on the bus when he gets off the bus what state does he want to create how does he walk in how does he want to charge himself up at what point does he want to be calm at what point does he need to be charged he has a routine for everything including a quick recovery knowing that at some point he's going to mess up or another player on the team's going to mess up that's going to have an effect on him and how he's thinking, and he needs to be able to be prepared for that and be able to have a routine to put in place immediately to get back in the game quickly, whether that's at the Olympian, uh, the Olympics, I've got a billiard player right now, three-cushion billiard, or whether that's football or any other sport. These are just simple, necessary routines that you need to have in place if you want to continue to be consistent and at your best. How can you simulate being on an Olympic stage? Very simple. Our mind does not know the difference between real or imagined. You can imagine it. These players, what they should have done, if you've ever watched Hoosiers, it's kind of that same type of thing. You walk in, yeah, you walk in and you realize that the the balance being the exact same one that you had here in the United States. You know, the parallel bars, the swimming pool, the whatever, they're all exactly the same. What's different is how you're looking at them or how you're perceiving it to be. A player needs to know how to block out the crowd or bring the crowd in, whatever works best for them to charge themselves up. Is there is there a user error? Like, is there is there like a... So if, okay, they so second guess, if they second guess themselves. So. Yeah, but so you say if your mind is right, I'm going to say that's very loose. <laughs> if your mind is right, quote unquote, like from what you said, if you've prepared correctly, you there's still a chance you can make a mistake, even Absolutely. though even though your mental state is Abs- rock rock solid. And so how do you explain that? How You're do you human? Fair. Okay, so, well, so there, that's user error. That's what I mean. Human right, error is what right. I meant to say. And you got to get into once you've been into that stage one time, you got to continue to practice in that same set. What I need to do. You just don't have it one time. Then when it happens again, you can't get back to it as fast or quick as you wanted to mm-hmm. because everything is practiced. I, I do believe this. If you focus on something, you concentrate on it, it happens. I, I think that's where my deja vu comes. I, it's either a dream, 
But that happens from some t- some point during the day what I was thinking heavenly on it happens in a dream. Then it happens, and I'm like, well, I've seen this before. It, mo- most times it happens to me in, in games where I've I've watched so much film over and over. It becomes repetitive. Uh, I practice on certain things. Um, again, repetition. And then in a game, I'm like, I've seen it so many times because all week I was thinking about it. All week well, I was thinking about different situations. In game time, it happens. I'm like, I've been here before. And what you just said is you've seen it before. That's key because knowing that the mind doesn't know the difference between real or imagined, like Kwame's talking about, when he can see it in his mind and he can feel it in his body, the mind doesn't, again, doesn't know the difference between real or imagined. It takes in whatever we allow in, and that's allow, whether we know it or not. And the mind picks up on that and goes, oh, well, that's what you want to do. Mm-hmm. And it will create that and recreate, especially when you do it with repetition, when you see it and feel that, that scene, that play over and over again. When it comes time to do it on the field, that's your fallback state. That's your default state is to say, well, I'm going to do that because I've done it so many times before. Sure. Uh, it's the same thing real quick um, when you're going through something and uh, you, you've been like, okay, I've got in trouble or I've had success when I did this. Now you remember, your mind remembers, okay, I know this feeling about to happen. Which way I want to go with it? Mm-hmm. Sure. Now, but with the thing with which Olympics, which is the point of choice, mm-hmm. everything yeah. is magnified. So, say it's your first Olympics. Say these little, uh, the girl from Virginia Beach. I think it's sixteen, fifteen, fifteen. Okay. So this is her first. Okay. She has no idea what her mental state is going to be like when she's there. Even though, okay, fine. So fair. So she's. 50, it's a little bit more difficult with people whose minds aren't as developed as like twenty-five, twenty-seven-year-olds that have had more life experience and whatnot, so they can see between good and bad, make make the right decisions. She goes, and she she performs. You know, flawless. She performs. You know, flawlessly. And where is a lot of times you make mistakes the first time, and then you learn from your mistakes. And with things that are magnified as this, especially in the Olympic women's gymnastics, Not the because best the choice, scope but is so is small. Yeah. yeah, how do you? Right, sure. How do you? I just don't. I, I can't fathom being able to diff, not differentiate between doing it at your home gym and doing it on Olympic stage. So it's kind of like a, um, an away game. Okay. That's what they're having right now. Is they're having an away game. If they can focus on the things that trigger them to play at the state that they want to play in and nothing else, it doesn't matter where they are. So if they walk into an arena that's huge and they're used to working in a small gym, they can recreate that small gym within the huge arena that they're in and focus on the trigger points that they need to focus on and know the exact state and rhythm that they need to be in in order to make that happen. That's having control over what you're thinking about. It's having control over your body because of what you're thinking about and control over your nerves to be able to be so in tuned that you're performing moment to moment to moment and not worried about everything else that's going on. Word. I was a gymnast through high school, uh-huh. and one of the biggest mm-hmm. things the coaches told us since I w- from the time I was four years old till the time I stopped doing it because of injuries when I was 17, you do your routine, like what you were saying earlier, on your beam. The rest of the place doesn't matter. It disappears. You're on your beam. You're on whatever apparatus you're on. That's where you are. You're not in a gym. You're not in an arena. You're not anywhere else. You're on the beam. If you're on the floor, you're on the floor. I, I believe that to be true. And, uh, the thing that we, and if you have a mistake, you've done that routine over and over and over again so that it's st- stuck in your head that if you make a mistake, 
it's like you're rebooting from the point, the last point where it worked. You start where it stopped, and you're still on that apparatus. And you go back to exactly what you said, and you also go back to knowing that you earned it and you deserve it. So you can, rather than worried about the mistake that you just made, you go back to, like you said, a prior performance and reboot it again and say, okay, now, square one, here I go. So you've already proved yourself. Exactly. Now, you proved yourself now to you yourself. Well, yeah, and to every and to obviously everybody else. If you no. make the, well, if you make the Olympic team, you've obviously proved yourself enough to where you get to that to yes, the pinnacle and, of your sport. And my players, what I t- teach them is, when you go out there, like right now, my guys that are going through training camp and stuff, I said, you go out there and you prove to yourself how freaking good that you are, and let everybody else observe it. Fair. People it's, don't use their they don't they go through the day, and this to be true because I was at some point I was like this. Mm-hmm. You just go through your day with just going through it, no, not even using your head, not even seeing the things that are around you. Um, and you go through the day. Most people don't even use their brain as much as they mm-hmm. can. <clears throat> so imagine if you just concentrate and focus on something. Right. And, and to one of Cindy's points, I, I I really believe that that if, if you um, because it's plenty of times that you know you playing basketball, you're in the gym. It's, it's five on five. All I see is the guy in front of me who has the ball. That's my man. So I'm taking care of him. It's like he and I the only one in the gym. So now we playing one on one in a team sport. Mm-hmm. Uh, but not forgetting that I'm in a team concept. So now I need to take care of my job. I need to do what I have to do, whether that be on the balance beam or the uneven bars or what have you. But now what's in front of me is my responsibility. Yeah, I have the, and I have the utmost respect for those, especially the women too, the gymnasts. The can do that because they're ever since ever since the uh, Dominic Dawes and Dominic Mociano and like uh, um, Nadia Comaneci. Come on. No, 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 no. But the U.S. team that she's not. U.S. We're talking. Okay. We're going U.S. Pride here. Come All on, bear right. with me. Uh, ever since then, they've been under the microscope because they were the best ever, and because that was the allure. The men's kind of. I mean, you had the Ham Brothers. I mean, you had. 1984. Had 1984. Mitch Gaylord, Tim Daggett. They won the gold. But they well, they weren't women, and that's my point. That that ever since ever since then, ever since Dominique Dawes, they have Dominique Dawes. They, they uh, have they've they, they've had more draw than the men since mm-hmm. then. That, w- that was my initial point. I was going just right back from there. We have to take a break. I like it. Oh, go ahead. All right. Uh, we'll be right back. We'll talk about some NFL. Kwame uh, Lasseter Sports Talk. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. If you're looking for a radio show about boxing, you usually can't find one until you stop by the Voice America Sports Channel. Tune in to Outside the Ring with former world lightweight champion and U.S. Olympian David Diaz. We'll deliver the knockout punches with our guests as we go inside the minds of today's top fighters. We'll throw in discussion of other sports as well from time to time. Outside the Ring with David Diaz airs every Thursday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time noon pacific on the voice america sports channel are you looking for the ultimate trail to hike maybe you're looking to do the ultimate backpacking adventure whether you're a day hiker or an all-out backpacker be sure to tune in to backpacking america's trails with host rob maureen we'll explore some of the most fascinating places on earth in addition we'll talk about backpacking gear including reviews safety tips and more Our experts will share recipes, destinations, and skills to make backpacking the most enjoyable experience for you. Listen every Friday at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. Your Internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. 
Time for the club. Welcome back to Kwame Lasseter Sports Talk. Alex Clancy, Kwame Lasseter, Deborah Debris, Cindy Liska. We've had an all-Olympic show today, I think. Uh, um, we didn't get any pronouns for uh, Down and Dirty. Did no, we didn't. We she, didn't. She went well, off you don't cuff. use them anyway. No, she went off the cuff today. It sounded really good. <laughs> so uh, you're trying to say... No, it sounds good all the time. Get off, get off my ass. <laughs> I'm going to have to take him to the party. Damn, man. I got, uh, all my words get twisted. Hey, you got to go in a closet where you can't escape. Probably a lot you can run. Yeah, so we got we have about seven things to talk about. Our last segment, we have about nine minutes. Uh, first, if. we're going to talk about social media and the Olympics. There's There's been a lot of talk about a lot of... Uh, I mean, the the two words "spoiler alert" should be on top of the Twitter uh, logo on the website. If you if you don't want to know anything about what's happened already that hasn't been shown on TV in the United States, turn off, sign out of your Twitter account. Uh, they might not be giving exact results, but they definitely give updates. Uh, all the people, all the um, all the columnists and everything. So I mean, that's uh, the funny thing though is. But it's not just Twitter. It's, it's on the AOL, crawl. It's on the Facebook, crawl across yeah. ESPN. Do you think you it's guys everywhere. think that messes it up? Because we haven't seen it. We've heard you can. But I can read a bunch of stuff on Twitter, but, but I still watch a lot of people seeing results. Game when you know the results. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely, a lot of people Some do. People watch it more. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and twenty percent higher ratings than last Olympics yeah. this year. Even if with all this Twitter stuff. They know that Phelps lost. They want to figure out why. Yeah, I want to see how did he lose or. I'll watch a game even though I know the outcome because it, it might not even be the team that I like, but I will watch it because this was it came down to the minute. Let me see what could have been changed in that first, second, or third quarter. Yeah. I watch TV shows over and over and over, and I've seen them since I was a kid. For the nuances yeah. of it. Yeah, and I, and I would say, oh, I didn't see that 20 years ago. So could they show it live and then replay it, package it, repackage it, and, and replay it in prime time, but still give you the opportunity to watch it live? I don't it's think just happen in the U.S. every year. I don't think... Be a problem. If they, were, <laughs> I don't think if there was so, well, there wasn't so much money involved because you know in the Olympics, um, some kind of what was the last where we had it we had it in um, Beijing. Beijing, Beijing last year, but before that was somewhere I think we they lose money or just break even so the Olympics they trying to make money so they're gonna do all to take advantage of the world we living in now which is a social media world they're gonna take advantage of all that and I would too. Well, and that's probably all part but, of negotiations and stuff too as far as Channel Twelve you know NBC I, having a lot of coverage they're yeah. trying to get the news out there first before everybody right. else does. Right, if, if I'm working for ESPN, now. I'm, a, I'm look, what Deborah said. Mm. ESPN. I mean, NBC's doing. I, NBC has the rights to yeah, cover yeah, but I mean, all yeah, of it. Yeah, so. I, I think that NBCSports.com should charge five dollars or seven dollars per person, and you can watch whatever you want streaming, like they did the NBA. See, if you do that, that's going to open up the gates for a whole lot of stuff we want to pay no, for but, that we get free. No, but you don't get it free now. You can watch everything live on every feed you pick. You pick which event you want to watch. You click on the hyperlink, and you get to watch it. You probably twenty bucks for two weeks. Millions of uh, so many people would do 20 that. Twenty bucks for two. You know, if one person gave you a dollar in the United States, you would be paid. So twenty bucks for twenty week for a for, week for what? For for the whole Olympics. So 20 now, bucks. so now we're gonna knock out anybody who can maybe afford a TV, but they can't afford the twenty bucks to watch the Olympics. And this yeah, is but, one of the but, but it's reaching more that people that way. Not, and not saying that you don't it. have the regular television coverage in addition to that. I mean, mm. it's not saying that you can't watch it when it's on, but to give you the opportunity that if you want to watch the soccer game that's being played at three in the morning you can get up at three in the morning and log on and watch it see i watch replays like uh, <coughs> monday, like monday night football tivo but, but monday night football uh that i it came you know when it came on when we were when i was a kid uh it was late so i was able to watch um most of that game if if not had to go having to go to bed or falling asleep so if i see a monday night game from the 70s now i, I definitely will watch it especially 
Dallas Cowboys and uh, Minnesota Vikings when Tony Dorsett goes 99 yards. That's going to play forever. That's going to play forever. I mean, it's, there's been more 99 yards since then, passing and running. But but isn't there a difference to watching a classic game than watching something, an event that you just want to see the results of? I don't think it's a difference. I'm looking for the same thing. Like like for TV shows, I, I watch Good Times, the Jeffersons, uh, those shows like that, uh, Archie Bronker, All in the Family. I watch all those shows. And I today, if I'm flashing through the TV show and there's something good on that's current right now that's real good, and I and I pass by an old seventies or eighties show. I'm watching that show because yeah. yeah, it just because because most of the time it takes me back to where I was when everything was what it was then. And, and I like in the memory go back to that brain, your thought, mm-hmm. and how you feel. This was good. I'm watching some old right. but Jeffersons you're watching an old or, classic as opposed yeah. to you're watching something that, that occurred five hours ago. That but I know the result. I know how this movie, this uh, TV show, this sitcom going in. I know how the movie's going to end. But I still sit there and watch it. I would watch a. Uh, I go line for line in a lot of movies with guys just with people just because. Top Gun. Yeah. Stop line it. For line. Yeah. <laughs> I wish, so, I wish, so, so, okay. so I don't see why the Olympics. I don't see why. It should be a problem because what you hear is not always what you see. So her closing argument was Top Gun, so it's so time to the, move on. We're back to Tebow now. <laughs> yeah, the, no, no, no. <laughs> I, sure it's a let's let's talk uh, Little Hope Solo. She she's run her mouth again. This mm. time, I might not disagree with her. The first time she was out of her mind, even though she was right. It was funny. She was right the first time. She was out of her mind. Well, she's backing the, down now. The second time. No, she's not. The so second time. The, the second is what we're talking about. We were talking about how Hope Solo. Uh, tweeted out uh, against Brandy Chastain, who is reporting on their three on their three nil uh, victory in the Olympics. So first of all, they won, and she's and she's pissed. Okay, so she was she was justified but wrong in this instance, and she was unjustified but correct in the first one where she was pulled for the for the backup goalie, and they ended up losing that match a couple years ago. So I don't think that she was wrong by saying you know it's it's new soccer's new now. You've been out of it for yeah. you've been out of it for for many years. They for were the teammates. Yeah. They were teammates, which which kind of uh, took me aback a little bit. Hope Solo was young, er. I mean, because I think what is she thirty one now? I think she's almost thirty. And Brandy Chastain's um, a seasoned vet at this point. Uh, but I just don't. Do you think she was right or I, wrong? I, I mean, think she's completely wrong. Hope Solo. In the fa- last three weeks, she has failed a drug test. What? She, How had, she, fell, and she, she failed a drug test. She talked about a security breach in 2008, and now she's calling out Brandy Chastain. She needs to concentrate on, on, on the soccer field and stop diverting. She has. And stop diverting attention. She failed a drug test? She failed a drug test. How is she in the Olympics then? Well, my thing is with Hope Solo, don't bring more attention to your team that deserve it. Who cares what the outside say? Okay, that used to be her teammate. Who cares what anybody outside of that locker room, your teammate, says? You don't have to fall into it. Most most reporters or commentators or analysts, they say things to certain people because they can get them riled up. Now you're riled up, you're not on your game. Everybody's not a Kobe Bryant, Michael Jordan, where you can say something about me and I go shoot, I mm-hmm. put 80 points on you. Mm-hmm. They, the people are not like that. There's not a whole crop of people like that. So if I'm Hope Solo, somebody says something to me, before speaking, and a lot of guys don't do this, I got to take in consideration that my team, I'm in the Olympics, I'm trying to win. What happened last, I got pulled last Olympic, or last big event, and um, we lost. So maybe she was right, but don't bring any other attention, outside attention, to your team that what's going on. If you have a goal, stick to your goal. Those people on the outside, make them eat eat that later. Yeah, and 
the only reason people really know Brandi uh, Chastain is because she took her shirt off after getting the after scoring after the last scoring goal penalty kick. Okay, yeah. so let's not get it twisted that that's why she has a job now. I, you know, she was a great soccer player. She played in 192 international soccer games. Yeah, so did uh, David Beckham. So. Uh, I'm, it I'm doesn't kidding. mean she doesn't know she's not playing I, now, I but understand. it doesn't mean she does, she knows soccer. The reason why she's, she's a commentator is because she took her shirt off and exposed her sports bra uh, in the World Cup at the at the Rose Bowl that year. She, that is why. I mean, let, let's call let's call. So you saying that's well, why? Let's call wants? a heart a heart. I'm not going to call a spade a spade this time. <laughs> let's call a uh, fool a fool then. Yeah. Okay. Uh, we have well, two minutes. I, I want to talk about the uh, talk about the bowling uh, charity event. Go, Deb. Oh, we got two minutes for that? Oh. Okay. Uh, okay, so we've got Marte Jenkins and Kwame Lasseter, or Kwame Lasseter and Marte <laughs> Jenkins, having the second annual Celebrity Bowling Tournament Saturday, September 8th from 1 to 4. Um, people, this is going to be one of those events that you can't miss. Uh, get a hold of Cindy at 702-572-7173 or Kwame at 480 Six three five one. Get signed up. Bring a team. Uh, you know, I'm five hundred bucks. You could show up with a four person team. You get uh, pictures with some of the star athletes that are going to be there, and you get an afternoon that's going to be so full of fun that uh, there won't be enough room on Facebook for all the pictures. <laughs> cool. That sounds good. Everybody sign up. A lot of Facebook. It's a great cause. Um, support Marte Jenkins. I guess you can support Kwame too. Yeah, Marte. Well, he does a standout well, sport, which you know it goes back into the uh, childhood obesity thing. What mm-hmm. we're doing is, um, you know, we we partnered up for a lot of things he's doing, but I, I usually focus on the sickle cell, or something that's you know more so awareness because there's only one cure right now, and that's bone marrow. But it's too life and threat, uh, life or death for me. For those of you that don't know, all Kwame does outside of here seemingly is talk about charities. So he's doing a really good job with uh, with all of it. I mean, everything. Well, the, and, talk about and the support autism, him, go out uh, and work in him. And, yeah, having said that, amazing. we got to go. Uh, Already? Kwame Lasseter. It's, yeah, Kwame Lasseter. Uh, Deborah Debris, Cindy, any closing your clear, thoughts? Yourclearedge.com. No, just congrats to Brett Farr for uh, his new coaching job with the high school team. He's going to try and play probably. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we'll see you guys next week. Kwame Lasseter, Sports Talk. <laughs> for tuning in this week. Come back next Tuesday at noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific Time for another edition of Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk on the Voice America Sports Network.